You're listening to teaching from the Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. I have a confession. I don't like going to the doctor. Anybody there with me? No, no, no offense to the doctors out there, but when I go to the doctor, the no- doctor normally tells me about three things. First of all, he says, you're middle-aged. Because I'll say, doctor, I, I've never had these things happen to me before. And he said, well, you know, you're middle-aged and things like this happen. The, the, the second thing the doctor tells me, he says, you're overweight. You need to lose weight. Now, if it's a nice doctor, they'll say, you need a lifestyle change. But really, they're saying the same thing. And then the third thing that they say is, we need to do tests on you. And you know what that means. It means time, and it means money. Well, a few weeks ago, I was experiencing some pain, and, and my wife said, you've got to go to the doctor. And I said, yeah, but I don't like going to the doctor. But she said, You've got to go. It's been happening for a while now. And, and so I, I go to the primary care doctor, and, and you guessed it. He said those three things. He said, you're middle-aged, you need to lose weight, and let's do tests, and I want to send you to a specialist. Again, money, 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 time, 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 all of those things. And you know how excited I am to go to the doctor in the first place? So I go to the specialist, and the specialist kind of goes through and asks me a bunch of questions and all of those those things, and and says those three things again. And and then she checks my heart. She said, well, what is that? I said, what is what? She said, what is this? I said, I think that's my heart. She said, you got heart problems. I said, what? I said, I was just at the primary care doctor a couple weeks ago. What are you talking about? She said, wait just a second. So she rushes out to the next room. And then she comes back in. She said, you've got a cardiologist appointment first thing in the morning. I tried to get you in right now, but he's in surgery. But tomorrow morning, you're going there. I said, woman, what are you talking about? I came in for this issue. I didn't come in for that issue. And, and, And she says, well, do you have shortness of breath? Do you feel tightness? Do you feel all these things? You need to go to the ER if you have any of these things. And I'm thinking, man, she thinks I'm dying right now. I don't think I'm dying. What's going on here? So I finished the appointment. I, I'm on my way home. I call my wife and I say, hey, the doctor says this. I don't know what's going on. And then I get home and, and I've done, I've, I did what many of you did. I, I opened up my laptop. And I decided I was going to go to WebMD and try to figure out what was wrong. And man, I found out all kinds of things. I thought, well, I might have this and I might have that. And I'm going to have to have this surgery and that surgery. And I might just die. I mean, when you read all those things, man, it's kind of scary. It's kind of, you get fear. And so after about 10 or 15 minutes, I closed up the laptop and I said, you know what? I can't take any more of this. I'm going to go exercise. My wife wasn't there. It probably wasn't my smartest decision after saying that I have some kind of heart issue going on that I don't know. But I decided, you know what, I can't look at this laptop anymore. And I thought, you know what, if I die while I'm exercising, I'll tell God one of two things. 
I'll tell God, hey, you know what? I'm just kind of helping you out when you make that new body for me. I know that you're going to make me look like the rock. And so I'm just trying to try to help you out a little bit by doing that extra exercise. Or I'd say, God, you know, I was just testing to see if dumb people got to heaven. And, and so, I, and so I, I just thought, God, you know, you, you understand. I mean, I, I've got some friends that aren't real intelligent either. And so I, I figured I'd be the test case. But, but anyway, I, I end up going to the, well, first of all, me and God had a lot of conversations on my exercise. And I said, God, you've got this. You know, we've been talking about fear in this series. And, and so, Lord, I just give it over to you. The problem is I went to sleep that night. And I wish my body would have known that because I kept on waking up like one hour, two hours. And I wake up and I say, well, I think my heart's still beating. I guess I'm still alive. Thank you, Lord. Now let me go back to sleep. And I'd go to sleep for a little bit longer. And then next thing you know, I'd wake up and I could just tell like subconsciously it was kind of gnawing at me, that fear, that that anxiety. And I'd say, "Okay, well, I guess my heart's still beating. And so I I go to the doctor the next day and he says, hmm, I think you're going to live. I think you're going to be okay. But let me do some more tests just to make sure. I said, thanks, doc. I, I, I appreciate that. So, of course, you can't, you can't have the test for another week or two, so you got all this waiting time, and again, the giant of fear kind of whispers into your mind, all of those things that you read on the internet that it could be. Eventually, you get the test, and, and I don't know if you're like me, but when someone's testing, I mean, I'm always trying to get information from them, and so I'm, I'm asking them questions about their life and telling them I'm a minister and just trying to butter them up because I want to get information. I want to try to find out what's going on. And man, this woman, she was stone-faced. She wouldn't give me any information. I'm like, man, she must not be a Christian. I don't know what's wrong with her. I mean, give give me a hint. What's going on? And and she wouldn't give me anything. And so I call my wife after the test, and she's like, well, did you get anything? And I'm like, no, man, this woman, I I don't know. I don't think she was a Christian. I I just don't know what was wrong with her. And so I had to wait another week or so, and and finally, uh, the doctor said, hey, test tank came out okay. You're going to have me with you for a long time, at, at least from the heart perspective. And, and so, but this made me kind of think through this topic today, uh, th- this aspect of the fear of dying, the, this anxiety that sometimes that we have. And, and I think if you've ever experienced anything like that, that was kind of a wake-up call to say, hey, I might not live forever. Uh, and that's what that was for me. It, it made me start thinking, Why do we fear death? Why do we have this kind of fear? And you're going to see some things come up on screen right now that kind of shows you some different reasons. One of the things that I think that we're scared about is that we're scared of the process of death. Is it going to be sudden? Is it going to be prolonged? Is it going to be painful? I think that that kind of brings fear to our life. We wonder what that's going to be like. Now, some of you remember Bill Crouch, who used to be an elder here and used to lead worship. I, I still remember talking to him one time. And he said, you know, I know that we're all going to die. He said, I know I'm going to die. But he said, I've decided that when I die, I want it to be while I'm eating chocolate, because that's the best way to die. And, 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 I, and I think that's the same way for us. I mean, we wonder, I think there's a fear there that we think, man, if I'm going to die, let it be the best way possible, the thing that you love doing. Another aspect that I think we're scared about is the unknown part of death. What exactly happens 
when we die? Is it like we get on an elevator and we go up a few floors and is there anyone around? How soon will we see our family and friends? How soon will we see Jesus? Well, exactly what are we going to be doing? I, I think there's a, that aspect that we wonder, man, what, what exactly is going to happen? When do I get my new body? I think some of us were scared of the legacy that we're leaving. We wonder, hey, have I done enough on this earth? Have I provided for my family financially enough to to take care of them uh, after my passing? Have I I raised my boys to be godly young men? I I know even little simple things like, have have I shown my wife how to change the AC filter on our new AC? Does she know how to do that? That just those little practical things kind of go through our mind. Some of us, maybe we're scared of missing out. Well, we can't imagine missing out on the vacations, on the birthdays, on the graduations, on the birth of grandchildren, on the weddings, all of those things. I think, man, I like, I, I like my family. I, I don't want to miss out on anything. I, I know heaven's going to be wonderful, but, but I really don't want to miss out on those memories. I think some people probably in this room, you're scared that you're not going to heaven. You wonder, have I done enough? Have I done enough good deeds to get to heaven? Or you wonder, is heaven even a real place? I know in church we talk about it, but is it really there? Can I just take a pause for just a second? Heaven's not about the things that you do. It's about what Jesus Christ has done on the earth. It's about you accepting his amazing gift of grace in your life. Lastly, uh, I think we're sometimes we're scared of our family and friends dying. We're like, you know what? We can die. We're okay. But I just don't want my kids. I just don't want my spouse. I just don't want my family. I don't want my coworkers, uh, to my friends to pass away. And, and I think we deal with all of this fear in our life, this anxiety. And sometimes it keeps us up at night. And, and man, that, that giant over there just whispers all of these things. Let's look at the next slide. I, I love uh, this quote from an old bluegrass song. We all want to go to heaven, but no one wants to die. Right? We, we, we all want to go to heaven, but no one wants to die. Or Woody Allen once said, I'm not afraid of death. I just don't want to be there when it happens. I, I, I think some of us can relate to that. Let's go to the next slide. The word death sounds so final when you say it. It, it, it sounds so final when you say it. We, we don't even like the word to use, death. We like to use the person passed on or the person graduated. But death is painful, right? I mean, when we have funerals, when we have memorial services, it, it's partly a time of sadness because we don't get to spend time with that person anymore. We would do anything to hear the voice of that person that we love so much, to pick up the phone and hear the voice, to, to do activities with them. But, but one of the things that we have learned throughout that, that we see in Scripture is that death was one of Satan's primary weapons. Death was one of Satan's primary weapons. Romans chapter 5 says this, when Adam sinned, sin entered the world and Adam's sin brought what? Death. And so death spread to everyone for everyone sin. Yet if you skip down to verse 21 in Romans chapter 5, it says, just, so just as sin ruled over all people and brought them what? Death. Now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in what? Eternal life. Do you believe in eternal life? 
Then say eternal life really loud. <laughs> eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's keep on going. God's weapon is eternal life. Jesus dying on the cross and rising again destroyed death. 1 Corinthians 15 says, I pass on to you what was most important, what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as Scripture says. He was buried, he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the Scriptures said. He was seen by Peter and then by the twelve. And after that, he was seen by, the, by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom still are, are, are still alive, though some have died. So Jesus died on the cross. He conquered death. He rose from the grave. A bunch of people saw him. The, the question that I ran across this week, let's go to the next slide, that Leonard Ravenhill said, he, was a, he died in 1994. He was an author. He also did a bunch of revivals. He, he asked this question. He said, are the things that you're living for worth Christ dying for? Are the things you're living for worth Christ dying for? We know that Jesus Christ died, but in this life right now, are you wasting any part of your life? Are you living life to the fullest? Are you taking advantage of the, the hours, the minutes, the seconds that you have in your life? When you do die and you go before the judgment seat, can you say, man, I did everything that I could to live a life that glorifies Jesus Christ? Christ. Hebrews 12 puts it this way. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could, be, could, could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the what? Fear of dying. Let's continue. Satan used to have the power of death. It used to be his biggest weapon, but Jesus says, not anymore. I'm breaking and destroying and making ineffective this power. Satan is not destroyed, but he is disarmed with this. He can no longer use death as a way to hurt his people. Jesus says, my people will no longer be slaves to the fear of dying. They are set Free. Amen? Amen? Let's keep on going. Satan will try to scare us. He'll try to make us anxious about death. He'll whisper to us. He'll wake us up in the middle of the night. He will lie. But death is actually victory. 1 Corinthians 15 says that when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, the scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in what? Victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? For sin is, the st for sin is the sting that results in death. The law gives sin its power. But thank God he gives us what? Victory over sin and death through the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's keep on going. Death is not the end. Death is the beginning of a greater adventure than we could ever imagine. And we can face death because Christ faced it and he won. And we are Christ's children. And we can be confident that when we face hard times, when we face health issues, that Jesus Christ is walking with us 
through it, that he has conquered death. Let's go to the next slide. Anybody ready to face the giant of fear this morning? Do do I have any giant slayers here? God gives us the courage to face our giant of fear. I I love this quote by Dorothy Bernard. Courage is fear that has said its prayers. Courage is, is fear that has said its prayers. That when we face anxiety, when we face prayers, or when we have anxiety, when we face fear, we here or we face that, we give those things over to God. We lift those over to God and say, God, you know what? I'm scared about this. This concerns me. And you name your fear and you give it over to him. There has been way too long that the giant of fear has been invading our life. But I think we need to get to that point that we say, you know what? God, you've got this. I, I, I can't do this alone. I, I need your help. You know what? We have victory because of Jesus Christ. We have victory because of Jesus Christ. 